Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now, let's give you something to chew on. Woo, we are live. So, Kevin, welcome to the video edition of Chew on This. What do you think of this? I get to see you. The world gets to see you. It's a beautiful day. (laughs) That means, world, I had to put on makeup. So, (laughs) that's what that means. So, for those of you who are listening audio only, as is normal, uh, what we are doing now, we've started with a new software and it allows us to record video. We really never did that because we always recorded early in the morning. And to be honest, we both looked, well, yeah. Kevin, you always look great, but we uh, both looked pretty yeah. dreadful. I mean, we, let's be honest. So, and only because we're such good friends can I show up just looking the way I looked uh-huh. in the morning. So what we've decided to do is rededicate ourselves to our audience that we appreciate so much and let them see the real us and all the warts and all, Kevin. Well, and, and you know what? I am okay with that. I, I took off the ball cap. I shaved. You know, you've got on makeup. <laughs> we are at our best right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's so far, right? <laughs> it's early. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, but same story, same hard-hitting journalism, same witty, sarcastic commentary. But you know what? Today we've decided to do a little true crime-ish because yes. it's such a such a hot thing nowadays. But unfortunately, we found some stories that weren't so like heartwarming. They're more just awful, but they're super important to our audiences because we can always learn from them. So we're going to start off with the heavy one. Um, Kevin, let's, let's hear it from you. Let's dive in. And, and, you know, great point from you is that we want to make sure these are teaching moments. We want, we're not going to make light of the situation or anything else, because these are both pretty heavy to be perfectly frank, but it's one of those, what does the practice learn? What do the team members learn? You know, what can the doctors learn even in some cases? So, but I'm going to start in San Francisco area. And this is one that has made national headlines. And maybe you've seen it, maybe you've heard about it, but there was a dentist with an office in Sunnyvale, California, which is in the Bay area that was arrested following a child porn and peeping investigation, according to CBS News. And I'm just going to read this from the CBS. And again, we will link to this in the show notes so that you will see it. According to the Sunnyvale Department of Public Safety, a hidden camera was found inside a restroom of a dentist's office located at, and there's the address, on July 27th. Authorities said the victim took the camera to police and reported the incident. So boiling this all down, there was a camera located inside the restroom. It sounds from this report that there were adults who were videoed in the restroom as well as children in the restroom. And that's where the child porn case comes from. The dentist was arrested without incident because they executed search warrants, not only at the dental practice, but also at the suspect's home in Santa Clara. And the police found digital media that showed additional victims being captured by the hidden camera, including two juveniles. Mm. So this is a, yeah, it's a very heavy thing. And it's also one of those because the victim found the camera, which I'm very curious to hear more about that at some point. How was it discovered and how is it not discovered by the staff, you know, the team members, Mm. because we assume you know, let's be honest, in the bathroom every day at the dental practice, it's usually cleaned, it's usually taken care of, things are 
spruced up, whatever you might say, but the camera was not found by any of the team members. Whenever you go on Google to look at this dentist practice, uh, all it says is that it is temporarily closed. So I'm assuming that there was not another dentist to take over the workload. So this not only impacts the dentist in a big way, as well as the victims, but there's a team impact here as well, because there are now a lot of people that are kind of wondering what their future holds and will this practice ever be back open? You know, what I thought of when you were just saying that part was, and again, we have to say that this dentist has just been charged. There's no, you know, it's all allegedly at this point, but still teachable moments. Remember the dentist in your neck of the woods, Colorado, who poisoned, allegedly poisoned his wife. And I think that trial is still going, but pretty much the staff out of no fault of their own. Now they're looking for other jobs. I, I just, I think I read that the practice was bought by another dentist. So there's so maybe there's some continuity, but pretty much if you were on staff there, you're going to find another job because you got bills to pay. You got things to do. You do. And this one, I mean, now when you're you're applying for an interview somewhere else, the people at the offices are all they're going to want to talk about is what's going on, what happened at your office. True. No. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, you're right. And and it's also something to think about the patient base as well, because mm-hmm. this practice is closed. There are people who are probably right in the middle of treatment. Uh, you sure. know, it's, it's a small ripple that just kind of keeps expanding out there. And I think what you just said is a really good point, because even though you may have had no fault of your own working in a practice, it's still something that will be a conversation starter whenever they look at your resume. That's a great point. I wonder if he can still work because, I mean, if he's out on bail, I'm sure out on bail. I mean, unless the state board suspends your license or shuts down the practice, I mean, really, you could continue to still work. I mean, dentists all the time have been charged with DUI, with drug possession and all of that, and they still are able to work. So perhaps they're still seeing patients or at least finishing. But if I'm a patient, I don't I don't want to go back there. That's that's a little creepy. It it is. And I don't have this knowledge, but you wonder if like the child porn charges and things like that, are those held in a different manner than a DUI or drug possession or whatever it might be because oh, it involves gosh. a juvenile, you know, that's, so. yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a really tough thing to think about. And, and again, this is, let's make this very clear, a minute fraction of dental practices that are out there. This mm-hmm. is something that does not happen often. We know that, but still it is something that I think Team members, as you mentioned, the one here in Colorado, that the team member actually alerted authorities to that poison that was being delivered to the practice. Yeah. I think there is a responsibility for team members to kind of keep a head on a swivel and see what is going on. And if anything seems off, if anything seems a little strange, that there is that moment where you may need to step up and question some things that are happening. Imagine being the patient who's just sitting down, going to the bathroom, looking around, thinking, oh, geez, I'm so numb. You know, what the heck? And then, hey, what is that? Right over there. (laughs) What is that? But, you know, there are um, tools that you can purchase off the Internet and you can you can, I guess, display it around there. It's like some sort of fast beeping, fast, fast flashing light, and it will pick up the frequency or I guess the wavelength of the other, the camera. And so I do know people who have this and when they get to their hotels, they wave it around to see if there's a hidden camera anywhere. And Norman's always thought, well, you know, do you think you need one of those for your travels? And I always think, yeah, because I want to know if I'm getting recorded, but then I never get it. So I must not care that much. (laughs) I I guess not. (laughs) 
I have a friend that does that all the time at Airbnbs, you know, because yeah. you've seen that on TikTok or other social media platforms, people discovering cameras in, a, in an Airbnb or whatever it might be, for sure. Yeah, it's scary. I've watched enough Criminal Minds to know that stuff is out there, right? So I hope that the patients are able to get their care. I hope that the staff is able to find some work or at least, you know, some piece in this because you're right. They probably are like, what the heck? How did we miss this? And sometimes those urges to do crazy things are kept very, very under wraps. And they likely had no idea that that was something that could even, if, if it turns out to be true, that that was something he was capable of. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, the, and that's the thing you always hear with these cases is I never would have thought him or her that there are some times where people do some things that are completely shocking. You never know what skeletons are in the closet for sure. Oof. Or in your restroom. Oh, exactly. What kind of cameras are going Uh, on there? So, all right. So if anybody has any thoughts on that, we'd love to hear about it because holy cow, that's hopefully we don't have lots of stories like that in the future, but I don't know. Technology is pretty crazy. It is. And it's one that we always have to be aware of the advances that are happening because the more that our technology advances, the more that people are able to commit crimes, are able to do fishing, you know, whatever you might think about whenever it comes to doing the wrong thing. Well, and I know um, just a kind of sidebar on this, I know that there are doctors who are filming all in the office, not just in the common areas, but also in the operatories. Um, And if you're in a state that you don't need permission to do that, you can, or at least just have a, have a sign up or something. Um, I was just looking at a post on Facebook by a doctor who had a, um, a bad interaction with a patient, but he's got the video Mm. to all the video. And we've talked about this too, where we've had cases, we've covered cases where the patient has it all on video. I'm, we're not the patient. The office had it all on vi- video and the patient was throwing a fit in the, the waiting room. Do you remember that case? I do. Yep. And, uh, and then they were like, no, we've got it all here. So, uh, but at what point does it become something other than, you know? So I think it's important for us, for our offices to know that if you are recording, just make sure you're doing it legally. There are laws about it. Yeah. Work with your state dental association. Make sure the do's and do nots uh, for your practice. Obviously, I think a lot of practices have some kind of legal uh, agreement with somebody there locally to, uh, just in case something were to happen. So it's it's worth asking the question, no doubt. Well, I hate to say it, but we are salacious. So I got to say it, but I always yeah. would like to see what happens when we walk out of the operatory. Absolutely. I want to know what are they doing? Are they going through the drawers? Are What's they stealing happening? gloves? What's going you, on in there? You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got, they're doing, I know for sure they're doing something. So oh, absolutely. sometimes things are not where I left them. So it would be good to have that recording. It would be. <laughs> That'd be worth some uh, juicy content right there. Just to put up uh, like uh, dental patients gone bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you don't want to pay your bill. How about I post this video of you stuffing this box of gloves in your big old purse? How about that? Bingo. <laughs> Got to fight fire with fire, <laughs> Kevin. So, all right. So continuing our true crime tendency here. This is pretty cool. I actually like this true crime thing. We should probably try to do this. I, I get really <laughs> seriously excited about this. You see the uh, so, in your face. I know. Seriously. I know, look glowing. at that. 
It's perfect for video. How about that? All right. So there has been a case in South Portland, Maine of a woman, South Portland woman accused of stealing half a million dollars from her dentist who employed her. Oof. So what is really sad about this is that the the sub, and actually you're the journalist here. So you have the title and then you have the subtitle. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah kind of the subhead. Yes. So the subtitle, Teresa York, 59, is expected to plead guilty to theft charges at the end of the month after she was accused of stealing from her former friend and employer, Dr. Pamela Anzelk. And that is what gets me because Dr. Anzelk says her longtime former friend and employee. And so you see throughout this article, of course, and we'll link it, that there's lots of references to the families, the families knowing each other, that they were very close. Both were young mothers, six years apart in age. The families grew close. Um, Since 2001, uh, York, Teresa York, was her second in command, was in charge of checks, was in charge of pretty much anything. Then 2021, Dr. Anzelk received notification that she was about $456,000 behind on federal taxes. Oh, my. Oh, my is right. Wow. You know, that's that's not even a I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> that's like a murderous rage type that, thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. If you get over just the sheer shock of it. Absolutely. So she had been allegedly drafted, Anzelk says this, has been drafting checks for her to sign under the guise of paying businesses taxes, but then depositing them in her own account. The, the, let me just say, cause this, this is not necessarily a bad word, but the balls on this girl yes. to do this, this is terrible. And she was shredding notices from the IRS so that Dr. Anzelk would not see them. And her direct quote, she'd come in with a smile and pretend she was there as my right hand person. And Honestly, she's going to have to serve time behind bars if she violates the probation. They've already pretty much agreed to a plea agreement that has to be executed, but she's just going to get a suspended six-year sentence, Kevin. Wow. Suspended six-year sentence. If I were Dr. Anzelk, I would have a hard time with that because there's probably no restitution. No. there's. I mean, she probably doesn't have anything. So Dr. Anzelk wants to see her jailed, and she also wants uh, Teresa York to pay the doctor's legal fees, which I think is perfectly, if she's in fact guilty, it sounds like she sounds like she is, um, then, then she would need to pay that back. But she's not, I bet that she doesn't have the money for it. And what's heartbreaking is there's a picture of them in Key West together. They've been together on vacation. It really sounds like this was a longtime operation with really bad unintended consequences. So yeah, um, she was uh, on vacation, Dr. Anzelk, when she decided to check her bank account and she'd been waiting more than two days for a check to deposit. But then that's how she found out that the IRS had frozen her bank account. Wow. So now let's talk about employees that were affected. She has about nine employees that were affected because she couldn't pay them. Yeah. Now imagine, (laughs) imagine that you are working Wondering if any of these employees thought something was up with the office manager, because I hear that too. I kind of think something's going on. There's something shady going on. She doesn't let anybody look at anything or um, the doctor doesn't let me see this or see that. So I don't know. You think that you think they knew something was up? It's it's hard to tell, you know. I mean, how good was she at covering her tracks? I mean, it sounds like she kept it from the, the, the doctor pretty well. So I would think that if she's, that good at that. Maybe she was also had a good poker face whenever it came to the rest of the employees. 
Oof, well, she's going to need that if she goes to prison. My sure. goodness. So uh, she's getting paid back in 2000 a month installments, but the restitution agreement, which was about $475,000, will not cover the 83000 she has to spend on legal fees and accounting and also um, some thousands of dollars in interest payments right. on this amount. So she's going to be there at the sentencing. So hopefully whatever her victim impact statement is going to have hopefully some impact there. And oh, Teresa York is a godmother to another employee's son. So this was a real small family business that unfortunately somebody just kneecapped it. And and that's the problem is don't we all want to build those family type values and that feeling in a practice and that what we're preaching right now with all the hiring, uh, you know, shortages that are going on. For sure. And, and then there are a lot of people who look at this and go, well, why would I treat somebody like family if they're going to stab me in the back? You got a point there. So I think lessons learned from this. I'm sure Dr. Anzelk will now not be handing over the finances to anybody. I think she's probably going to watch that like a hawk. Yeah. So perhaps if you're a doctor worried about this happening to you, definitely you need to take a look at the accounting. We cannot just hand it over to one person and blindly trust them. And I work with a lot of dental spouses. I think they do a great job, but it happens too. If you're married to your manager, that sometimes can happen. So I think there's that whole, what is that X-Files trust, but verify statement. Yes, X-Files true. used to say that. Yeah. 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 And so from a staff point of view, Kevin, what, what would you do if you're a staff that suspects some shady going ons? Uh, you know, I think, first of all, you don't necessarily go to the suspect, for lack of a better term. I think you go to the doctor. I think you go to somebody else and, and raise this concern, have them check it out in the background. Because if you go straight to the suspect, they're going to be able to cover tracks or talk you out of it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I remember one case a few years ago where the assistant went to the office manager who was embezzling and was threatened. And, you know, if you tell anybody yeah, it, it was a it was a life or death situation in the mind of the assistant. So I think yeah. you have to go outside of that relationship and, and certainly accusing somebody is a big step. But if it's something that you've got some actual proof or there's something just that doesn't feel right, I don't think it's ever going to hurt to bring it up with somebody else and have them double check behind the scenes. Yeah, that's I mean, that's good advice, because if you suspect something, a lot of times you're right. And yep. I bet somewhere along the way, there was an employee that wanted to say something to Dr. Anselk, but because they were so close, the manager and the doctor, yeah. maybe they didn't feel comfortable saying something. And that could have been the heads up that would have stopped all this. And, and it is something that you realize that there's a fear factor there, that if something really is going on, like we talked about in the first story, it's going to impact the entire practice. It's going to impact everything, including your own job. So sometimes you just keep your head down, just thinking everything's okay. Everything's okay because you're still getting a paycheck. The office is still open and everything else. It's human nature to keep your head down and stay out of things, right? Like mind your own business. But I don't know if it's shady like that legal issues. And then if it impacts you and your family indirectly because you don't have a job, I think that's a big issue. So, all right. So we have, uh, we've gone up and down the judicial system here. And we've gone from <laughs> West Coast to East Coast as well, but we stayed in the United States this time. Look at us. That's right. That's right. America. So, America. Uh, <laughs> all right, dear listeners, let us know what you think about this video. If you're watching it, we're going to post it, I guess, on my YouTube, your YouTube. Who knows where we're going to post YouTube. it? 
Yeah. yeah, we'll just post it out there. So shoot, take it and post on yours. Who knows? I, we got to figure this strategy out, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> so and for those of you who are audio only, you know, we appreciate you. And we always love that you spend your time with us later. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.